I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Thank you for joining me here live before I get into all the insanity that I want to talk about tonight. Let me tell you about one of my favorite subjects. Coffee. Oh, yeah. Specifically, American Pride Roasters. Um. Again, this is one of my favorite coffees. I'm glad to buy their products. And no, they are not paying me to talk about them. I do because I think it's worth sharing with you. So, so many great flavors. Um, I love the 20 bucks or the Doc, Doc Thompson on the roof. 20 bucks, same as downtown. Uh, the Teddy Roosevelt, the... Uh, the Frederick Douglass. Those are some of my favorite ones because I, they're, they're, I'm not a big flavored coffee guy. So these are coffees that are just very well blended, great flavor without being overwhelming in the, uh, the acidity area. So go to American pride roasters, check out the, the flavors. They have blends that are unflavored that are amazing. They have flavored coffees that might be right up your alley. They have other great products, uh, such as the coffee drops, which is like uh, uh, chocolate chips with espresso just ground right into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, but it's all good. So much, so much great coffee there. Choose from. Go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Historically, great coffee. All right, so getting into this week's insanity, I have to start with the biggest story of the week, in my opinion. And that would be the running down of a teenager in North Dakota over his political beliefs. So, Um, this is a very, very sensitive topic because I understand that the family is still trying to process this. And as much as I harp at the left about using their platforms 
after a tragedy to push a political narrative. Um, I don't want to come off as doing that because in all honesty, what happened to this young man was a, an absolute tragedy. He had an altercation with an older guy who then ran him over. And it's not like it was a stranger to this kid either. It's somebody this kid knew because he was on the phone with his mom saying, Hey, come get me. This guy's uh, trying to run me down. And he's like, told the police, admitted, Well, I thought he would try to call for backup to come find me as I defended myself. And he seems to have absolutely no idea why he's being charged with vehicular homicide. Well, I, I know what's going on with it, and it's so, so incredibly ridiculous because much like a lot of the rhetoric that led to the shooting at the uh, congressional baseball practice. Much like the rhetoric that led to January 6th, much like the rhetoric that led, led to so many stupid acts of violence. It comes back down to people in positions of authority pushing a narrative that works up their bases to the point where they do stuff like this. But in the as the investigation has taken uh, has run its course there's a lot of answers that are beginning to come forward about the uh, yeah, what led up to this. Uh, let's see, a trooper involved with the investigation. No evidence it, North Dakota teen killed in crash, which I love they call it a crash because it wasn't a crash would be, Oh, two cars. One of them lost control. One pay attention was distracted. Whatever brakes failed. That is a crash. The guy at Charlottesville did not crash into a crowd, injuring several and killing one. The dumbass in uh, Wisconsin, he didn't crash into a parade. He drove through a parade with intent to kill. What this moron did, there are some really weird noises going on here. I don't know what's going on. My computer has lost its mind. Um, this guy had the intent of 
striking and killing and then driving away from from the incident he fled that's not a crash that is an act of murder the facts of the case so far do not support Shannon Brant's claims that he and Kaylor Ellingson argued about politics or that the teenager was calling for people to come after Brant, North Dakota Highway Patrol, or was calling for people to come after Brant, North Dakota Highway Patrol Captain Brian Nywind told the forum on Thursday. Evidence gathered against a 41-year-old man accused of killing an 18-year-old man in Northeast North Dakota does not support the defendant's claim that the teenager was a Republican extremist who called people to come after the suspect before the vehicle pedestrian crash, a state trooper said. I hate they call it a crash. Investigators continue to gather information and statements from witnesses connected to the Sunday, September 18th death of Kaylor Ellingson, who was fatally hit by a vehicle after a street dance in McHenry, a town of roughly 60 people 50 miles north of Jamestown. Shannon Joseph Brandt, 41, of Glenfield, North Dakota, was charged Monday in Foster County District Court with criminal vehicular homicide and failure to report the crash immediately to law enforcement. Brandt acknowledged to law enforcement he drank alcohol before the crash, according to a criminal complaint. Brandt also allegedly left the scene but returned to call 911, the complaint said. He then returned to his home before officers arrived at the crime scene, according to the complaint. He told investigators he hit Ellingson because of a political argument the complaint alleged. The complaint did not give details about the argument, but Brandt allegedly claimed in a 911 call that Ellingson was part of, quote, a Republican extremist group. Brandt also alleged that Ellingson called others to come get him, the complaint said. The facts of the case so far do not support Brandt's claims. Uh, North Dakota Highway Patrol has not uncovered any evidence to support the claim that was made by Mr. Brandt. There is nothing to corroborate that. Brandt made the statements to law enforcement when, when he was allegedly intoxicated and after he struck a person, Nywin said. Suspects sometimes make statements to cover up what happened. We are continuing to investigate this incident. Forum tried to obtain 911 calls transcripts detailing Brandt's conversation with dispatchers. Authorities said those records are sealed since the investigation is ongoing. The forum is seeking an attorney general's opinion on those matters because it, state law says 911 transcripts are open records. The story of Ellingson's death has attracted the attention of well-known Republicans such as Donald Trump Jr., Senator Ted Cruz, and Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. The Republican National Committee suggests the crash was the result of President Joe Biden calling MAGA Republicans a threat to the country. Democrats have tried to explain away the harmful rhetoric perpetuated by Biden in front of millions, but as a family mourns lost their teenager because of his political beliefs, it's clear the damage has already been done. The White House condemned politically motivated violence in a statement to the forum. As the president has made clear, this is a nation that rejects violence as a political tool, and we do not encourage violence. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum also took a rare step on Wednesday to address the criminal case. Tonight, we pray for the family of Kaylor Ellingson in the aftermath of their tragic and unnecessary loss. Violence is never the answer to disagreements of any kind, including political. And those who, 
who perpetrate it must be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. Attempts to reach Brandt, who posted a $50,000 bond on Tuesday, have been unsuccessful. An attorney was not listed for him in court records as of Thursday. So, political rhetoric has driven a lot in this country. Most of the time for good. Smacking my microphone stand. I mean, obviously, political rhetoric is what led us to rise up and rebel against the English crown and, you know, write that greatest breakup letter of all time known as the Declaration of Independence. However, it also leads to horrible tragedies. Rhetoric is what led 900 people, if you believe the official story, to commit mass suicide in Jonestown. Rhetoric is what led, you know, a group of people led by a self-professed messianic figure to slaughter a pregnant woman and, you know, go on and several others, as well as to do it again at another house, you know, when with uh, the Manson family. The whole idea of Helter Skelter was nothing but rhetoric. The rhetoric that people use should, by all accounts, they should be held accountable for. When you have the President of the United States of America standing on a stage giving a nationally televised speech calling MAGA Republicans a threat to the country. You have a sitting congressman who is running for the Senate that is going on the morning Joe on MSNBC saying that the MAGA movement needs to be killed and confronted. You have all these other people Using violent rhetoric, you know, Maxine Waters talking about, you know, you need to confront and get in their faces. You have all of this. And then you have the lapdogs in the media. When violence occurs, they write it off. Well, you know, this this wasn't a result of this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. No, it's directly a result. Donald Trump was giving a speech about election integrity when knuckleheads crashed the crashed through the barriers at the you know at Congress, at the Capitol, and then proceeded to parade through the building. And don't get me wrong. There were people who were beating cops with flagpoles. Those people who committed the acts of violence, the people who initiated the uh, you know breaking through the barriers and leading people in, those people should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. But you have guys who they were literally just walking through. 
They didn't break anything. They didn't go into any offices. They didn't put their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. They didn't try walking off with her lectern. Who are who has spent the last 18 to 24 months in solitary confinement in a DC jail, some of whom have been beaten and tortured by the jailers as political pawns, as political prisoners. And they're not getting bail because, oh, they're a flight risk. We can't have them going home and not coming back to DC. You have those guys. You have this guy who admitted to being drunk, admitted to getting into his car and driving over an 18-year-old over a freaking disagreement. You have that clown, $50,000 bond. He only had to meet 10% of it. He had to pay five grand. And he literally murdered somebody. But we're a nation of laws. We are a nation of, well, you know, we, we have to prosecute things as they occur. No, you don't. And I can prove it. You had documented evidence that Hillary Clinton was having aides go into a skiff, you know, where they store and allow people to access classified documents pull out the phones that were supposed to be turned in before entering said building. Take pictures of it. Crop out the, uh, crop out the, the heading at the top that says classified. That says top secret. Secret. Crop that off and email them to her on an unclassified server. Thirty thousand emails, which should have been kept by the National Archives, because that's the law, right? Why isn't she in jail? Why was she not actually prosecuted for breaking the law? I mean, come on, left. We're a nation of we're a nation of laws, aren't we? Why the hell are we not, you know, prosecuting people under the same? Standard. Again, you have people being held in pretrial detention, aka solitary confinement, for parading. Ah, oh, well, uh, they uh, they 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 interfered with Congress. They interfered interfered with an official proceeding. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But did they do anything to physically harm anybody? Uh, no, they, they didn't. Okay, so it looks like then you're keeping them for no reason. Granny with her Yeti wine glass sitting in jail awaiting prosecution. For doing nothing, following the crowd of people. And now evidence is coming out that shows January 6th, uh, the FBI went in and they redesignated parts that weren't, you know, off limits as now being off limits so they can net 
more people to prosecute. Meanwhile, a confessed murderer has to pay five grand towards a $50,000 bond. And he walks free. Oh, well, he's going to be monitored. Yeah, he should be held in jail or at least given a much higher bond. And the insanity of it is, as the mom has noted in interviews, discussing that that final phone call with her son before his death, The kid knew the guy. It's. I mean, maybe this cop is right. Maybe it, you know, since there's no evidence to corroborate that it was a political dispute. Maybe this just looks like a case of interpersonal murder because of other incidents. And the guy's trying to use, you know, he's an extreme Republican. I did the world a favor. But at the end of the day, we have to look to these leaders, these pundits, these talking heads, people who are held up as being leaders on the left, as being leading thinkers on the left, who They come out and they say stuff like, you need to confront them in the streets. We, the MAGA, the MAGA movement needs to be killed and confronted. Joe Biden calling all Republicans MAGA extremists. Perhaps the family should start filing wrongful death suits against these people, Tim Ryan, Joe Biden. All the others who, after Joe Biden's crazy, crazy Nazi speech in uh, Philadelphia, file suit because they incited it. Their rhetoric led to violent actions against other people. I know if. I know if I go out and I get a crowd riled up and someone gets hurt or I go out and I start feeding lies to somebody with the intent that they go out and attack someone else and that person dies. That's on me. So why are we not holding our political leaders responsible for when they have actions that lead to directly to the deaths of other people. I know it's a lot to think about. It's, it's a, it's a hard concept that. I can say that man. You believe in absolute free speech. I do believe in absolute free speech. You should be able to say whatever the hell you want. You should be able to make whatever point you want to make. However, that does not make you exempt from consequences when your actions 
have devastating consequences. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, so getting back into it, now that I've gotten all that off my freaking chest, um, still have to look at more of these politicians and leaders and their movements and their rhetoric. Um, this time, it comes courtesy of none other than Hillary Clinton. Yes, I know I already brought her up, but you know what? She's doing the same crap again. Over here in the live chat, Kim is talking about dancing whiskey glasses. I concur. Because honestly, if you're doing a story about Hillary Clinton, you know it could lead to your untimely death. So therefore... Time for a little uh, maker's mark for the evening, which it just shows you how crazy it gets here sometimes when I don't even have time to, you know, pour a glass of whiskey before I start. And I have to wait until uh, coming back from a break. <laughs> I'm on the break. I'm just, it has been that kind of a day. And trying to pick a whiskey bottle up with a uh, broken hand can be a little difficult. So, good old Hillary Clinton. Again, I'm glad I poured that drink because I'm going to need to get through this story, I'm sure. Hillary Clinton, and this is coming from the New York Post. Now, some might call it a conservative outlet. What's really, they kind of really go both ways. I'm probably one of the more, uh, more, balanced papers of record that you can go with. So anyways, Hillary Clinton um, offered a sharp rebuke of former President Trump's most recent campaign event in Ohio, saying it reminded her of, quote, a Nazi rally. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you are a conservative, you are an extremist, you are now a Nazi. Oh, Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. 
I, I wish I could do a Hillary Clinton impersonation. I just can't be that just god awful sounding. That that nasal and whiny. I remember as a young student, you know, trying to figure out how people get basically drawn in by Hitler. How did that happen? I watched newsreels and I said, oh my, I can't even do it. I, I, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. There, uh, Kim called Hillary the Wicked Witch of the South. Um, no, she's not from Illinois or Arkansas. She's actually from New York. She just married the Hope of Hope, Arkansas. The Rodhams are a big, big family in uh, Long Island. Anyways, uh, I'd watch news reels. I'd see this guy standing up there ranting and raving and people shouting and raising their arms. I thought, what's happened to these people? Clinton said Friday at the Texas Tribune Festival in Austin. Woo, big surprise there. Crowd in Austin. You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump was there ranting, raving for more than an hour. You have these rows of young men with their arms raised. I thought, what's going on? Yeah. They're we're number one. We're number one kind of motions. And I saw pictures of what she's talking about. Let me tell you. They were some of the darkest-skinned Nazis I ever seen. Hispanic and black people standing there with their "We're number one Nazi salute," which I didn't know Nazis did. We're number one. They zig heiled. Uh, Clinton was alluding to September seventeenth rally in Youngstown, Ohio, for GOP Senate candidate J.D. Vance, which Trump attended. Video from the event shows a number of his supporters raising their arms. The index finger pointed upward, which some took as a reference to a salute associated with the QAnon conspiracy theory. <gasps> QAnon, oh my God. You can't turn around. You just you can't turn around and turn over a rock without coming across QAnon conspiracy theory. I'm, I'm going to look under my whiskey glass and, oh, look, QAnon. John Podesta doing something with kids at. A different pizza parlor this time. I say they're, they're everywhere. Right? You pick up my hat off my desk. There wasn't a QAnon conspiracy there. Now there is. Um, Hillary Clinton uh, is responsible for the weird suicide of the head of the lizard people in the United States. Huh? Weird. Apparently, he had dirt on her. Who knew? So you can't go anywhere without a QAnon conspiracy theory. Others wonder if they might have simply been signaling number one to punctuated point Trump had made in a speech. My fellow citizens, this incredible journey we're on together has only just begun. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. We are one movement, one people, one family. A tremendous family, tremendous. And one glorious American nation. It, it, it's fun to do Donald Trump speeches because he has such a weird cadence. Yeah. 
he'll be talking. He he kind of has, kind of has the Christopher Walken thing. And then he yells, he says, China, tremendous, tremendous, the best words, tremendous. A representative for Trump called the QAnon speculation, quote, a dopey conspiracy. As usual, the media is working hand-in-hand with the Democrats weeks before an election, said spokesman Taylor Budowich. Clinton has frequently derided the billionaire and his supporters, most famously calling them a basket of deplorables during the campaign. It seems like perpetual failed candidate Hillary Clinton's basket of deplorables has run stale, not unlike herself, said Budowich. It's pathetic, it's divisive, and it's further cementing her legacy of cringe. And I'm not even going to attempt a Hillary cackle because, number one, it would probably damage your ears. Number two, it would break my brain. But yeah, it's it's insane that they come in and that's all they do is they, they want to find reasons to denigrate Republican voters. Um, now I'm not saying, um, Republicans have never denigrated Democrat voters. I mean, we call them commies. We call them socialists because between you and me. They support a lot of policies that are communist or socialist in nature. I'm just saying, like I said, that's just between you and me. Don't tell anyone else. Um, but just to, to completely vilify their, the voters, to completely vilify the people going to these Democrat rallies, like all five of them who show up to hear Joe Biden speak, it's in. Sane. Totally nuts. You know what else is nuts? When a Catholic uh, pro-life author wakes up one morning and goes out to, you know, get the morning paper and suddenly, out of nowhere, the FBI shows up. 30 of them, body armor, SWAT team, uh, AR-15s, those deadly weapons of war. If they're deadly weapons of war, why does a federal police force need them to arrest a dude, a single dude who is not armed? This is a story. It's still developing. Broke yesterday, or broke earlier today, excuse me. Uh, As many as 30 heavily armed FBI agents swarmed the Pennsylvania home of a well-respected pro-life author and Catholic leader. Sources tell the Todd Starnes radio show that dozens of agents surrounded the home of Mark Hoke with weapons drawn, terrifying the man's wife and seven children. 
They had big, huge rifles pointed at Mark and pointed at me and kind of pointed throughout the house, Ryan Marie Hoax said. The kids were all just screaming. It was all just very scary and traumatic. <laughs> Agents said they were arresting Hoax because he reportedly shoved a pro-abortion activist who had confronted his 12-year-old son outside an abortion clinic last October. A year ago. Huh. I wonder if they've heard of this thing called um, Statute of Limitations. On several occasions, when Mark went to the sidewalk council last year, he took his eldest son, who was only 12, she explained, she explained, for weeks and weeks, a pro-abortion protester would speak to the boy, saying crude, inappropriate, and disgusting things, such as, this is me quoting, me quoting, if you have young children who are listening to this, might want to turn it down for approximately three seconds. And then you can turn it back up. All right. Three, two, one. Quote, your dad's a fag. Unquote. And other statements that were too vulgar for her to convey. Repeatedly, Mark would tell this pro-abortion man that he did not have permission to speak to his son and to please refrain from doing so. And he kept doing it and kind of came into the son's personal space, obscenely ridiculing the father. At this point, Mark shoved him away from his child and the guy fell back. Now, if you're listening to this show, I'm not presuming you have kids, but I'm presuming that if you did and someone was harassing your child and you said, hey, he's just here. To, you know, help me out, you know, doing sidewalk counseling, you know, leave him alone. He's not part of all your, all this stuff. Just, you know, like the Beatles said, let it be. And he kept doing it and got into, you know, face-to-face confrontations was getting up, you know, getting up in the face of a kid getting within his personal space, maybe laying laying on of hands and not in the uh, Christian sense. If you are the normal, average, red-blooded American father or mother, you're probably going to lay a dude out on his ass, as with this author laying out this dude on his. Well, the alleged victim tried to sue Hoke but the case was thrown out of court because, again, you're suing him for pushing you down because you were in his son's face. Yeah, dismissed with prejudice. Get the hell out of my courtroom. So why exactly did Attorney General Merrick Carlin send a small army to arrest a prominent member of the pro-life community? So right now we have an assault, allegedly, an alleged assault. Apparently, the Philadelphia prosecutor, or this happened, wasn't going to prosecute it because uh, you were in the kid's face harassing him and you got laid on your ass by his father. 
You had it coming and no jury will convict. Again, the judge, for the same reasons I'm presuming, dismissed the case. So now it's federal. The FBI confirmed to CNA on Friday that Hoke was arrested outside his residence Friday morning without incident. In a press release, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of Pennsylvania said that Hoke is being charged with the violation of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, more commonly referred to as the FACE Act. I thought the FACE Act was when a certain member of the A-team was putting on putting on airs to be able to get something to accomplish the mission. That's why they call them face. <laughs> uh, my buddy Ben in Denmark says if someone like that swine came close to my nieces and nephews, they pick they would be picking up their teeth with broken fingers. Now I'm not saying I'm an advocate for violence, but I certainly understand that point of view and well, I couldn't condone it. I would probably do it myself. The federal indictment says that Hoke twice assaulted a 72-year-old man who was a patient escort at a Planned Parenthood clinic at blah blah Fort or eleven forty-four Locust Street in Philadelphia. The listing in Pennsylvania that that Planned Parenthood clinic is at eleven forty-four Locust Street in Philadelphia. October 13th, 2021. First, Hoax shoved the escort, identified only with the initials BL, to the ground as BL was attempting to escort two patients. If if he's attempting to escort patients, why is he in the face of a 12-year-old boy? Trying to give the boy a sniff? (laughs) Is this a Joe Biden wannabe? I mean... There's really no reason anyways, Hoke also verbally confronted and forcefully shoved b l to the ground and from Planned Parenthood on the same day. The indictment says the indictment says that b l was injured and needed medical attention. I bet he didn't. I bet there's no proof. He suffered any real injury. If he is convicted, Hoke could face up to 11 years in prison, three years of supervised release, and a fine of up to $350,000, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. Sources tell the Todd Starn show that Hoke was placed in shackles as agents had guns pointed at his face. His terrified children were reportedly watching from a staircase. Hoke leads a Catholic men's group called the King's Men. He also engages in sidewalk counseling outside abortion clinics. Biden administration needs to explain why they're sending armored carriers and squads of agents to bully and harass pro-lifers. Yeah, and it's insane that what should be a local thing has now become federal over some federal law that no one even knows exists. I mean, how is that? I mean, I hope he goes to, I hope he takes it to actual trial and he'd be like, uh, I wasn't trying to stop him from entering a 
entering the abortion clinic, escorting patients because he had no patients. There were no patients there. And, you know, he's there in the face of my 12-year-old son, and hopefully they have video of that. Because that would just be awesome to see this dude not escorting anyone in the face, yelling at a 12-year-old, getting laid on his ass. And showing that to probably a left-wing jury and making them go, ah, crap. We were totally going to convict this dude. Now we can't. I would love to see BL have to stand up and try to explain his side of the story that he has told the federal prosecutors, which my question is who got federal prosecutors involved? Because this doesn't seem like, like if it took a year, If it took a year for this to finally make its way through and it's a federal crime and they're doing everything they can since, you know, November of 2020 to prosecute any and all Republicans and conservatives and pro-life people for whatever reason, you would think it wouldn't take almost a year to make the arrest. I get it. Sometimes the wheels of justice, as I mentioned, seems to be a two-tier system. I, they tend to they tend to grind slow and not necessarily exceedingly fine either. But I don't know, this just seems so hinky. Kim says pro-lifers are never safe. We are the defenders of life and truth. Absolutely we are. Um you don't see Pro-abortion, actually, no, I'm going to take that back. There was a time when you did have crazy people who were anti-abortion who would do some not nice things like blow up abortion clinics. Now, while I understand in the name of gentrification and knocking down buildings and, you know, low-income predominantly black parts of town is great for the community because guess what? You don't have those people gentrifying your community anymore and they're trying to kill you all too. Um, so yeah, you had, you did have people. I mean, a lot of people, they love to bring up the uh, guy who is responsible for the, uh, you know, Atlanta Olympics bombing. Oh, he was anti-abortion. No, he just liked to be in places where he could kill cops. And if you could blow up an abortion clinic and gain the support of the crazy right-wing militia people back in your state, hey, two birds, one stone. You know what I'm saying? But now we've seen a rash of, you know, you have the guy, I I get emails from The Intercept about him. He's the, uh, the undercover reporter for Project Veritas who got the video of the Planned Parenthood people trying to sell him dead baby body parts. 
And now he has a stack of charges against him. The intercept. The notoriously left-wing news drag, The Intercept, is raising money for this guy's defense team because they're like, dude, we don't agree with anything this guy has to say. But they're prosecuting a journalist for being a journalist. And the fact The Intercept, I keep getting emails about, is amazing. You have the attacks on pro-life women's health centers. Centers that, oh, yeah, my name is, my name is Pocahontas, and now these places are bait and switch. They call themselves crisis pregnancy centers when the only way you should deal with a crisis pregnancy is to just suck it out of the womb. Yeah. She goes after crisis pregnancy centers, centers that are there to say, hey, okay, we're going to provide you resources during the pregnancy. And then after the pregnancy, we're going to help you out where we can. Um, yeah, you have those places that are getting firebombed. And the FBI is like, oh, well, it's not a hate crime. Um, excuse me? Well, it's, de- it's definitely um an act of terrorism, you know, based on the definition of terrorism. You know, acts of violence in order to uh forward a political or ideological goal. I mean, why aren't we investigating that as an act of domestic terrorism? Oh, that's right. Because the people burning the crisis pregnancy centers aren't MAGA Republican extremists. Oh, why didn't I think of that? It's absolutely disgusting. You have the prosecutorial arm of the United States government, the DOJ. You have the enforcement arm of the federal government, the FBI. And they are willing, they are more than willing to take anyone who happens to be slightly right of them in any way, shape, or form And put the full force of those branches of government into seeing that they are prosecuted, shut down, and thrown in jail to where they cannot possibly have any influence over other right-wing people. (laughs) Ben says, it's Sunday morning. Now I need to take a sip of whiskey. That That coffee ain't drinking itself sober. Well, Ben, I recommend a Lismore six-year single malt scotch. Not too peaty, kind of fruity, and it's light enough in flavor that, you know, it, it's not going to just, you know, weigh out anything else you're trying to drink or eat at the time. Just just for me, this little pro tip for me. 
and it's also darn tasty. But yeah, it's it's ridiculous to think that our own government would turn against us in a heartbeat. And as much as the left loves to think about, oh, yeah, we're using them to go after the people we don't like. What happens when you suddenly realize that uh, they're the rabbits and they've got the gun and it's pointed back at you? What happens when, because you're not adhering to whatever woke ideology of the state is being pushed, but hey, you've been a loyal Democrat your entire life. You just you just have some disparate views on X, Y, and Z, and suddenly you're the extremist. I know it's a slippery slope argument, and that's always presented as a as a logical fallacy. Well, as far as logical fallacies goes, the slippery slope argument is the only logical fallacy that has always been right. And right now we're not in a slippery slope. Right now we're falling off an effing cliff. Things are progressing so fast, especially in the uh, the child sexualization bit. Um, I don't have it but there is a school back in ohio that has these i'm a safe person and on these i'm a safe person badges there's a qr code if a student takes their phone and they scan the old qr code just Go up there and click, and you hit the link that takes you to. It takes you to a page that discusses stuff that is way beyond age appropriate for children. And you have you have teachers that will come out and say that, and administrators come out and say, that the school is operating in loco parentis. We are here in place of the parents. No, you're not there in place of the parents. That would be a grandfather raising his granddaughter because mom and dad died. That would be in loco parentis. You're educators. You educate. You are not raising children in place of their parents. And the fact the school board for this district in Ohio is like, hey, we're still going to use it. And we've told the teachers that uh, that's for adult education only. Yet you, you know they're not doing that. The whole freaking idea that exposing kids to ideas about sex and sexuality about transgenderism, about homosexuality. When there's really no need to, it's grooming behavior. You have school boards throwing fits that, oh, they want to take these books off our shelves. Well, if I take that book to a freaking park and start showing the pictures to a, you know, 10-year-old, uh, 
I'm getting locked away as a pervert at the very minimum. If, you know, their dad is a man of any sort at all, I'm not getting locked away as a pervert. I'm probably going to catch a bullet in my face. Because that's the kind of stuff that groomers use to show kids, hey, you know, this is an act that's it's not painful. It feels good. And, you know, just just think about it. You know, they make you they make the kids comfortable with this. But you, you go on Twitter and you, you call somebody a groomer. Guess what? You're getting thrown in Twitmo because ah, that's a hurtful language. No, what's hurtful is what's hurtful language is using kind words to entice little kids into engaging in sexual acts that they have no business being engaged in. Absolutely disgusting. All right, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Again, those of you who are listening on podcast, not because you're too good to listen to watch the show live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan, please do me four things, four things I ask every week. Number one, please hit the subscribe button. That way you get updated and whatever it is on Sunday morning that the show finally makes its way onto the interwebs. Number two, please rate the show five stars. I'll accept four, three and below. Find me on Twitter at fake Tyler Morgan. We need to have a conversation. Just DM me. My DMs are open. We'll talk about it. Figure out why you had to give me a three or below rating. After you have rated, please review, write something nice, embellish a little, don't get carried away. So again, write a review. Let people know what you think about the show, because then as the uh, algorithms show this to other people, try to expand the base, they can look at the ratings and reviews and go, hey, they generally like the show. Set that guy. Don't know what's up with that guy. Maybe there's a review that says why we don't like him. Then, again, rate it, review it. Finally, share this episode with someone who you think will like the episode. Share it with someone who you think will hate the episode. I don't care. If it makes them mad, good. They deserve it. But like I say, I enjoy being a tool for the spreading of hate and discontent amongst the public. And if you're using, if I'm doing it vicariously through you, I can do, I can handle that. So again, thanks very much. And don't forget, check me out on YouTube. Um, I don't have a really fancy youtube.com slash Tyler Morgan. Uh, URL you can go to, but go to YouTube, search for Tyler Morgan and Tyler Morgan show. You'll find it again. Subscribe, rate, review it there. Uh, please interact with the videos. Yeah. Like them, comment on them. It's all good. Thanks very much. If you'd like to support the show uh, financially, go to patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan show, sign up there and you can be a patron of this great show. And there you'll have access to 
my bonus content. You'll have access to uh, most episodes being uh, ad-free. You'll have early access to interviews. So if you're uh, interested in John Androsik of Five for Fighting fame, here in a couple weeks, I'm going to be doing a sit down with a, on Zoom with him and having a lovely chat. And if you are a subscriber on Patreon, guess what? You get early access to that interview. Why? Because you're a subscriber on Patreon. You give money, so you get early access. It will be great. <laughs> Kim says if she was on those apps, she would give me five whiskey bottles instead of five stars. Um, again, DM me on Twitter at fake tower Morgan. I will give you my address and you can send me five whiskey bottles and I will let you know what I have or have had. That way you don't send me anything that's repeat and it'll become content on the whiskey pod, which that's on hold right now. Not because I don't have whiskey. I've got three bottles down here that I need to review. I have just been so stinking busy with the fire and everything else. So again, I haven't stopped the whiskey pod. I'm just, it's on hiatus. So again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1.7 Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.